It's Daily Thunder, booming out the truth of Jesus Christ live every weekday morning from the Ellerslie campus in Windsor, Colorado. To learn more, visit ellerslie.com. This is President uh, Jobbin. Job. I can't read that word. Joe Biden here. Uh, just getting in contract con- contact with you. Uh, hope you enjoy this uh, podcast with uh, Thunder Down Under with uh, that that fellow from Down Under. Uh, Ben Price with uh, he's going to talk about the um, you know the the thing uh, come on man here it is hey everyone it's Ben Price here and uh, welcome to Thunder Down Under and uh, thank you for joining me again now uh, last episode I mentioned when you say Down Under you have to say Down Under like real Aussie like you, you could almost imitate Russell Crowe and uh G'day, folks. Russell Crowe. Yeah, I speak in the back of the throat like, you know, unleash my vengeance in this life or the next. Like that. And uh, so that that's a fun way to do it. Or you could, if you're from the States or from Canada, eh, uh, you could try this. And to say the word um, or the words razor blades, which I feel like I need, uh, you would say rise up lights. And uh, you've just said razor blades. Uh, razor blades. So there's a little Aussie... Uh, lesson in uh, language right there. We speak the same language, English, of course. Um, so we're all on the same page, uh, but more so we're citizens of heaven. But uh, yeah, it's it's great because I do miss travel and seeing uh, parts of the world that, uh, you know, it just fascinates me, different accents and that. But I love to travel. And I've, uh, as I said, I've been to Ellerslie a few times. And I think it was one of the trips I was over there. I went to um, D.C., now, I didn't know a lot about DC. I didn't even know how to spell it, but I'm over there and I'm in a hotel and I ordered room service and uh, I'm looking at the menu and I said uh, to the lady on the phone, could I get to the Atlantic salmon fillet? Yeah, she's going, I'm sorry, sir. I'm having trouble understanding you. Uh, it, yes, could I please have the Atlantic salmon fillet? Sorry, sir. Could you repeat that one more time? <laughs> it's the... It's right at the top of the page, the Atlantic salmon fillet. The fillet. Fillet. The fillet. She's going, oh, the fillet. Yes. <laughs> the fillet. Yeah, I'll just grab the money from my wallet and then we'll go shopping at Tajay. Um, we speak a little different in some regards, but uh, yeah, I was. I did go to Target, Tajay, and I was there actually. The, true story. The lady did not know where I was from. And uh, <laughs> I was like... You, don't know my accent and she said are you Canadian no come on it's like come on I'm really trying to speak like this she goes are you British I said if I was British I'd I'd, I'd sound more like that you know what I mean or or I could you know sound more like uh Hugh Grant you know probably a bit more like oh right whoopsie daisy oh yeah no no I didn't sound like that and I I started to really try and make it obvious come on I said I'm from I I said I'm from somewhere where there's really dangerous creatures that could kill you she goes, oh, you're from Compton. Said, no, <laughs> but, uh, it is fun to uh, be able to travel. And uh, I, I still, well, not recently, but I was last year still getting emails from Qantas, even though I wasn't traveling. 
which is weird. You know, um, this is true. They were at one point selling airline food. I'm thinking, have we not suffered enough in the past two years? And now we've got this man. And uh, where I live in Melbourne, Australia, which is quite a big city of, well, the whole state, we have over 6 million people. So it's uh, it's not quite outback, but where I live in Melbourne, we had the world's longest lockdown, not an accolade to be proud of. And uh, we could only travel within five kilometers. Yeah. And so uh, that, that was tough. That, that was really, really not easy, uh, which is like 2.5 miles. And uh, then at one point, they extended it, made it 10, so we could drive past even more shops that were closed. It was like, come on. Uh, I did see it. Like in last episode, if you missed it, um, I talked about how God works all things together for good or, or what the enemy meant for evil. God meant it for good. And that was one of those things. Being in the world's harshest lockdown or longest lockdown, I should say, uh, is very tough. And there's an automatic default to want to just be like, oh, I want to complain. And yet, wow the prayer time that came out of that, the time of listening to sermons, the time of being in his presence with his fullness of joy. This is good. Like, thank you for this, right? And who does that except a Christian? But it was wonderful. Um, I'd go into a national park and I'd be walking around and I felt like I'm the only person around on earth um, just spending time with God, which kind of what it would have been like with Adam. Uh, you, you know, Adam in the Bible. You don't even have to say his last name. Everyone knows like, Adam. The, the very first man, it would have been, very interesting uh, times. And I read, you know, I've been reading through the scriptures in a year and I'm uh, at the point where you're, it's great. You know, the beginning of the year, you get all motivated, read the Bible again in chronological order. And you start reading Genesis and you're like, oh, this is so good. It's so easy. I love it. It's wonderful. And then all of a sudden you hit Job and you're like, <laughs> it's like traffic. Uh, how am I going to get through this? But uh, by the way, I really love Job as well. But uh, I do love reading Genesis. It's like, you know, these stories, they're so familiar, but they're so good. And every time I read it, there's something else I, I hadn't seen before, or maybe I'd forgotten I needed to hear that again. And I read recently, Adam was 930 years old and then he died, which uh, yeah, it's kind of strange, isn't it? 930, all the patriarchs lived into their 900s That was a common thing. Uh, which is so weird. I mean, if you're in your 500s, you'd be in like, you're a teenager. Like, don't backchat me, you 500-year-old. <laughs> yeah, they're all uh, the, the, the youth group there, the 500. Yeah, leave us alone. Wait till you're 900, buddy. Um, that's what it would be like. I don't know. But, but how did they even know that Adam was 930? Because at what point did they start counting? Because he was created as the first man. And did they start the years from there? Or did they just assume... He was about 25 years old. I don't know. Uh, did he come out like as, as a newborn when God would create? I don't think so because he had to name the animals and <laughs> it just wouldn't have worked. Um, I'm, I'm assuming he was a man. And so I don't know if he was created with an age or not. But uh, it would have got to a point when, you know, he had Seth and uh, which was, you know, after Cain and Abel. And uh, my kids, I've got three kids and they ask me so many questions. Uh, it's like sometimes... My wife and I, we feel like we're in a press conference. We're like, yeah, hang on, you've had your question. What? Yes? No? Bedtime? It's going to be usual time. This is during lockdown. We're like, yeah, when are we going back to school? Uh, we're not sure. We're going to look into that. Okay, next question. No, you've had your turn. What's your... And it was just like this press conference every day. And I don't know if whether Adam was bombarded by Seth. Like, you know, Dad, what was it like when you were a kid? Uh, 
I don't, I, 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 I don't know. But what was your childhood like? You know, I didn't really have one. Uh, what do you mean you didn't have one? You were deprived. No, I, I, I didn't have one, literally. <laughs> and I don't know if they say, how did you and mum get together? Well, that I can tell you. I remember that. I, I was, um, I was in a deep sleep one day and uh, we were going to go out for ribs that night. Yeah. And, uh, and then I just saw her. She was just there. And, uh, you know, she actually said to me, you are the only man for me. I was like, oh, oh, my ribs missing. Um, no, she said, oh, it's beautiful. And then she said, no, literally, you're the only man for me. And here we are. I don't even know how old I am. Uh, would it be strange living? You know, just be the only people on earth. And yet we look back at them. If we could travel back in time, wouldn't that be great? You know, I, I think maybe I'd go back to um, those times or... Sometimes I think I'd like to go back to 2019. That is a good time. Uh, just, just leave it there. Uh, but it would be great to see what it was like back then. And I think if we all saw, we'd all be going, oh, no, what were you thinking, Adam? And he's like, well, I listened to Eve. I listened to the snake. She'd be saying, we always blame. But we do the same thing. We would have done exact. Well, I don't know if Australians would. <laughs> I think if it was an Aussie, if Adam was an Aussie, he would have just killed the snake and said, right, you little beauty. Maybe. Uh, but clearly we weren't uh, the first people on earth. It was Adam and he did the exact same thing that we do every day. We eat of the, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And we all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And so for us to go, why did he do it? We do the exact same thing. It's in our human nature. And yet it's interesting because when they had sinned, they realized they were naked, which is kind of weird to think suddenly, oh, I need to put some clothes on. Um, why didn't they realize before? But the nakedness represents the shame and the guilt. And when we do something that's transgression of God's law, we feel the same shame, the same guilt, and we automatically want to cover that. And see, it's quite ingenious for Adam and Eve, you know, in their time to sew fig leaves together and to come up with something that's going to cover them because it worked, right? For us, we're like, we've got clothes. <laughs> that's laughable. That's not going to work. And yet they didn't know that. So it was brilliant for them to say, quick, Adam, this is working. Quick, just tie them together and it, it's going to work. Just wrap it around. And then, of course, God comes uh, and sees them and, and he's walking through the, the garden that says in the cool of the day. I don't know if they said, oh, it's the cool of the day. And... He's like, who told you you were naked? And and actually, it's interesting because they've tried to cover it up. And in, in the same way, I remember when one of my, um, I don't remember what, which one of my daughters, I've got two daughters. Um, I, I've got a girl who just turned 10. And um, actually, she's, she's quite funny herself. Uh, we were playing tennis during lockdown and uh, inside because you got to do something. And at the end of it, I, I said, I thought it'd be hotter than this. She goes, a bit cheeky. She goes, yeah, I don't know what mum saw in you. I was like, oh, yeah, I, I've never been more uh, offended and yet so proud of her at the same time. She's a little comedian in the making, lots of fun. But uh, I think when she was about maybe two, uh, she had spilt uh, some breakfast cereal on the kitchen bench and she knew she'd done the wrong thing because 
I, I never taught her that was wrong because we have an inbuilt conscience, con science, which means with knowledge. We know when we've done something wrong. And there's that automatically, uh-oh, you know, when we've done something wrong, even at that age. And I came in to see her covering up the mess that she had made with uh, tea towels. And I don't know if you have tea towels in the States, um, but there's a little like towels, like beach towels, but they're little and they're just for wiping up mess. And so she's covering up all the cereal with the tea towels. And I look at it and I'm like, I'm the dad. I'm the father who has to step in to the situation and she can't clean it up. She does the very best she can, which is pretty brilliant, right? For her to think that she doesn't just go, "Uh oh, and leave it a mess. She's trying to clean it up. But dad steps in and knows how to properly fix and clean and make this right. In the very same way that God the father steps in and walks. And by the way, it's like God in the flesh is Jesus. It's like Jesus comes into the situation, Emmanuel, God with us, to fix our mess. And Adam and Eve, who created this mess of sin, they tried to cover it up. God steps in and what does he do? Hmm, what does he do? It doesn't say, but he actually provides clothing and provides skins. And the, the skins that he provides, well, it's from an animal, probably an animal that Adam had just named. I'll call that one lamb. I don't know if he said that. How do, how do you know? It's like, it looks like a lamb. But I'm guessing, it doesn't say what animal it was, but I'm guessing that it was more than likely a spotless lamb in the same way that we who had shame and guilt because of our sin uh, needed a correct clothing. And and what, what do we try and do? We're, we're trying to sew fig leaves. We're trying to put tea towels over the mess. We try good works. And the Bible says the good works are as filthy rags, which is purely disgusting to think of. So God provides the correct clothing and he gives us a robe of righteousness. And instead of killing an animal, he becomes the lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. He becomes that which provides the correct clothing for us that we could remove the old fig leaves or tea towels or filthy rags, which is repentance to put off that old and then to put on the new, the clothing, the robe of righteousness, the father that stepped in to make it right and the correct clothing. And so I love that we can look at the Garden of Eden and we can see the gospel demonstrated right there even at the beginning of the scriptures, we see God's um, manifold wisdom on display and this incredible picture of Jesus uh, who literally stepped in and saved us from our sin by giving us that. So I wanted to encourage you with that. It's good to have a laugh. It's good to uh, actually look at the scriptures and see truth. That's something I want to give more importantly. But uh, let me pray with you guys. Uh, and before we go. Lord, I thank you for this um, time to share. Uh, Lord, it's, it's great to be able to bring joy. And God, we love to be able to laugh in a time where it's very dark and it's very um, very serious and a very difficult time. Um, but we know that you give us unspeakable, inexpressible joy. But we thank you, Lord, that you also gave us a covering that we tried to 
fix everything on our own. Uh, and we just cannot do it. We never will. And we still try to sometimes cover it by doing the good works, but we know we are saved by grace. We have been saved. So we thank you for that grace that covers a multitude of sins and you ever live to save us. So bless everyone watching. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for watching, guys. I'll see you um, next time. Daily Thunder is a listener-supported production of Ellerslie Discipleship Training. At Ellerslie, we are laboring to rouse the Church of Jesus Christ out of its lethargy and build brave-hearted Christians for such a time as this. Daily Thunder episodes are released every day, Monday through Friday, from our campus in Windsor, Colorado. And our weekly sermon is delivered live at 9 a.m. on Sunday mornings with a delayed live stream available at noon Mountain Time. Go to ellerslie.com forward slash daily to get all the details. Thanks for listening.